In a stadium rich with tradition, the lights shine the brightest. This is the camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yes, welcome in. No Jesse Temple today. He'll be back later this week uh, to join me. But uh, we get the first full week of spring ball started today after they held their first practice on Saturday. If you missed any of our episode breaking down breaking everything down, you can certainly go back and make sure to listen to that. Uh, we also had a breakdown up on the Zone website of the practice, and Jesse had a really good one up on The Athletic as well, so check that out. So just to give you an idea of the schedule for Wisconsin this spring, they're going to be on the field every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for practice. Going to get to see all those, and then on the other days during the week, we're going to be talking to a position coach and then some players from that position. This week, it's the offensive line, defensive line, and inside linebackers. I'll be uh, sharing some of the relevant or uh, entertaining audio from those uh, starting on tomorrow's show. Also going to be breaking down tomorrow's practice. And then again, as I said, Jesse's going to be joining me on Thursday to give his thoughts on what he's seen so far as well. Again, this is new for us. So we're still trying to figure out the uh, the best schedule to get the most relevant and worthwhile stuff out each show. Uh, we certainly would appreciate I and mean, certainly helps us rating and uh, subscribing and downloading episodes. So certainly if you can do that, much appreciated. Uh, all right, let's get into today's show. I think uh, everyone listening to this has seen or heard Brady Collins this offseason. Obviously been the face of a pretty significant overhaul of the strength and conditioning program. Honestly, just an awesome dude. He's intense. You can obviously hear that every time he talks to the team. But he's not the only one in the weight room. He's got a staff of four others that also have played a vital role so far. And I guess we haven't heard a ton from them or heard about them very much. So uh, I said yes almost right away when I was asked if we could have all five of them come on the show. So that's what we did. I guess, I, I mean, I rarely get an opportunity to interview guests for the show in person. It's usually over Zoom or the phone, so I was a little hesitant walking in, wasn't exactly sure how it was going to go, but the guys couldn't have been better. Uh, we, we chatted for about 40 minutes, hit on a ton of things, really, really fun group, so I think you guys will enjoy the interview, and here it is. All right, joined by several special guests uh, now, got five of them. Obviously, uh, Brady Collins is the uh, the head of the Strength and conditioning department here at Wisconsin. He's uh, done, would you say, quite a few interviews, Brady, here these last few months? I'd say just a couple. Okay, all right. Well, we, we got you, but we also brought along the rest of the crew as well. We got uh, Jeremiah Ortiz. He is the uh, assistant director of strength and conditioning. We got Dustin Tripp, the assistant director of strength and conditioning. Um, Danny Felino, the associate director of strength and conditioning. And Austin Stephen? Stephen. All right. Uh, assistant Director of Strength and Conditioning and Sports Science Director. So certainly appreciate you guys uh, jumping on and uh, joining us. I wanted to start, though, with something that Luke said the other day when we got a chance to talk with him prior to spring ball, and uh, it was how intense you guys are. And, I mean, it doesn't look like it right now. You guys are pretty, you guys are pretty laid back here as we, as we sit around the table here. But um, my understanding is Luke had to – it was so intense, he only was able to take it for, like, what, two weeks? And then he had to move out? Yeah. What was what was that about, Brady? It might have to be the grizzly bear versus the silverback gorilla debate that we have going <laughs> on right now. Um, we have this fighting battle of who would win in a fight, a silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear. And there are some at this table that have one side and one at this table that doesn't. And a certain someone is on my side. But uh, no, it's, um, you know, I think we're all 
high energy guys. We're all different. We all have, uh, you know, different things that separate us from each other. But, um, you know, when we come together, we're, we're pretty powerful. And um, that's why I'm happy to do this with them because I can't do what I do without these guys. But uh, I think Fix definitely attesting to the fact that when we do get home, whether it was at 8, 9, maybe even 10 p.m. our first couple of days, weeks here as we're just working, you know, we like to, we like to continue the fun in some type of way, uh, yeah. whether that's enjoying a few spotted cows here and there or um, continuing some of the office banter that we have. So who, who is on the side of the grizzly bear? The four of us assistants are on the side okay. of the grizzly bear. You're on the side of the grizzly He's bear. He's the only one that thinks a grizzly I'm not the only one, my friend. Well, he pulls other people. Into da- the Danny's on the side of the grizzly bear. Apparently, uh, uh, Austin is too. Jeremiah? I like the grill. Oh, there we go. There I got, I got go. a good gorilla too. I mean, come on now. Exactly. They're, they're with the, the grizzly bear's long claws and... And, 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 and weight and, and pure and power, tall. and the fact that it's, it's a carnivore size. eating. The agility alone of that gorilla and the strength, Sorry. the raw strength. I forgot grizzly bears aren't strong. <laughs> Either way, I mean, it's the, but it was that type of conversation, that type of like he said after ten o'clock, it was he was good until about ten o'clock. Then he got and he's like, I need to go home and retrain. He says he has no chill. Do you agree with? Do you agree with the idea that uh, that Fick has no chill? One hundred percent. Yes, there is. There's no such word as chill in uh, in his vocabulary. So, uh, you know, like he said, he just he prefers to go to sleep. Um, you know, talk to the kids if they're not around his wife. But yeah, there's there's I can't even say that word. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> have you been able? Have you guys been able to settle into Madison though a little bit? I mean, it's been a few months. I feel like it's probably been a little bit crazy for everybody at this table trying to get settled into a new location after being at Cincinnati. Danny, is that uh, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, it's it's you know our our significant others and our families have slowly been trickling in here, and um, you know that that's kind of e- eased the transition a little bit with all of us, I'd say, and 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 the people in this town are great. You know what I mean? They've they've also you know helped us in the kind of the culture of of the town and and the university have definitely eased the transition for all of us, and we've we've all kind of are learning to you know love this town as you know because they accepted us so fast and it's you know it's been an awesome transition so far so obviously guys uh, there are some connections to wisconsin maybe on the periphery a little bit for you specifically you went to michigan state yeah i did you were on the michigan state team in 2011 correct i was i played there from 2009 to 2013 all right so you were got to experience the high of highs right yes at michigan state wisconsin michigan state 2011 Mm -hmm. Kirk cousins yep Hits, hits Hail the Hail Mary. Yeah. What great. were you doing in that moment? Going crazy? Well, I, I remember, I remember, this is a great story actually. So I remember um, that play happened and, and then they went to review it and went to review it, went to replay. And my good, my good buddy, our quarterback a couple years later, his name's Andrew Maxwell. He's listening on the mic because he's at the headset. We're both, this is 2010, so I was a redshirt freshman. Or 2011, I was a redshirt sophomore, excuse me. And I hear him say, it's a touchdown. They're telling me up top, it's a touchdown. So I'm sitting there waiting. You know, it was a long review and everything. And all of a sudden, they said, it's a, uh, you know, touchdown rolling on the field stands, and the stadium erupted. But to be honest with you, I would have rather won the Big Ten Championship that year when you guys beat us in the inaugural Big Ten Championship. Well, that's, that was going to be the next question. But, <laughs> yeah. but Mike Taylor, who was actually the one that was holding on to – I'm sorry, what was his, uh, who was the guy that caught Keith Nickel. Keith Nickel. He was holding – trying to pull him back from going over the goal line. Yeah. He still maintains that there was no – no angle that you could actually tell the ball was over there. I disagree with him. It was clearly a touchdown, but it, you can you can kind of see it. Uh, but yes, 
there's a big mural downstairs. I don't know if you've passed it at all or not. Have, have you passed I it? I've passed it a couple times. Okay, all right. There's a big mural downstairs the here. The mural or the picture or, or, or what else? There's quite a few pictures of it. So the 2011 <laughs> yeah. Big Ten Championship yeah. game yeah. Uh, down in, uh, in Indianapolis, the first one, the first yeah. one actually, mm-hmm. was a great game. Back and forth, back and forth. Russell Wilson and uh, Kirk Cousins just going back and forth. Dude. Just It was 42-39, I think, they ended up being. But Jeff Duckworth on fourth and six caught this essentially another Hail Mary and there's pictures all of it, all over it downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering how you feel when you walk by those. Uh, I can't escape it. <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of pictures that are around here. But, um, you know, it was, a, it was a tremendous experience. Obviously, Michigan State, Wisconsin had some great battles over those, you know, great years because both programs were at their peak, it seemed, at the time. So, um, you know, it was, it was an unbelievable experience, unbelievable thing to be a part of the inaugural Big Ten Championship. It just happened to not go – uh, our way when I was a Spartan, but now I'm a Badger, so it, it technically went our way. So I, I won a little bit, but yeah, um, <laughs> it was uh, no, it was it was great. So, but you got a Big Ten title a couple years later, right? 2013. Well, actually, you... actually, in 2010, we, we oh. split it with. You uh, guys. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, and then we, in 2013, yeah, my senior year, we went to the Rose Bowl, and we beat Ohio State because the coach was not happy about that because you guys beat Wisconsin that year. We did. There's a three-way did. tie, I believe, right? Yeah, us, Ohio State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State, Wisconsin beat Ohio State when they were here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, a little bit of a connection. Yeah. Uh, for you, Jeremy, I have a little bit of something for you because uh, you, digital media communications major, is that is that yeah, accurate? My undergrad degree, yeah. What were you going to do with that? Were you going to try and take my job? <laughs> I could. <laughs> I owe you about to say I could have. I could have got into that type of stuff, but I didn't. And then um, I got a master's in sports administration, but I was – good at like video editing and uh photoshop stuff but this is where my heart was yeah and, uh, strength and conditioning so i continue to pursue that how'd you end up with this group oh uh, well i interned at florida and then i applied for a job that was opening and then um and it it, it just happened to be closed so once i once they see my name on the application went to florida and uh Coach uh, Brady is good uh, friends with Coach Savage because he coached with him at Mississippi State. Um, he gave me a call and said he wanted me to intern for him. So I took um, that risk again to intern again and uh, sacrificed there. And then they got me a job at Georgia Southern after I did a good job there. Then So I left Cincinnati and I came with the staff back in uh, Cincinnati. And then we're brings us here. Now you played a little football in college too, right? West West Liberty? Yes. A little running back, right? Yes. Did you do anything special? Uh, a little bit. Do you guys, I feel like, do you guys, do you guys sit here and talk? Like, do you guys talk college at all? Uh, I mean, some some people play at Michigan State. Yeah. Some don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, is it? Do you guys talk a little trash to each other at, at times? Uh, Coach Felino and Coach Tripp. Okay. Go go back and forth. <laughs> you say it says a little something about the big time D one guys, and then we got the D three guys. <laughs> This is a this is a big D three state though. I mean, it you is. think about what Whitewater did. Uh, Probably the best, right? It's up there. Yeah. It's up there. Well, and then the fact is, there's only one Division one program in the state, and so there's a lot of kids that'll end up going to D two schools, like in Minnesota and that type of thing. But those that don't, or or you know, end up at North Dakota State and North, like yeah. obviously, but a lot of them end up staying around here, going to Whitewater and, and or uh, Minnesota and and Minnesota. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Have there been have there been a lot of guys that go to Minnesota that, that have turned out pretty good? I can't think about. Okay, it. all right. I was just gonna say. I, I was just gonna say, 
Um, no, but it, it feels like the division. There's, it's a very good division three uh, school. Uh, Austin, I know that you are. Um, you played football in in college, but you're also a scholar. Is that is that accurate? I guess, Schol- I guess, a, a scholar? You, I guess you could say that. You were. I mean, you, you won a couple awards. What was it? The the gym was the Trestle. What was I won that? The, uh, the, the, the Trestle Award. It feels like, different. It just feels different in this group. And not to say anything bad about anybody else in this group. It just, <laughs> it just, it just, it, it just feels like you're kind of on the. Uh, My nerd. All right, yeah. there we go. All right, you just so, say it. so you said it. All right, all you right. just say it. It's yeah. fine. So you said it. Yes. Um. So, but like, how did you end up? Like, football was a passion, obviously, but mm-hmm. you knew that this other aspect was going to take you a little bit further. Yeah, I think that uh, I kind of saw maybe towards like the tail end of like my high school football career that might not be, you know, being an athlete might not be the thing from here. And I was like, well, what can keep me close to sports and what do I enjoy? And I always enjoy training. Uh, I was fortunate to train at Evolution Sports Institute. It's a small private gym inside a, in Pittsburgh. It's closed now, but Anthony Proley was the owner of that business and he's the head strength coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. So he kind of was my connection to get to Mississippi State where uh, Coach Brady was actually my intern coordinator. Yep. And from there, just kind of worked my way up as an intern, interned there, interned at Ohio State, and then was fortunate to go along on to Cincinnati, and then the rest is history after that. Was there any doubt in your mind, Brady, to bring these guys with you? No, none. Was it, I mean, that, I mean, very short and simple on that. Because yeah. uh, it was the same thing with, with Thick and talking about you. It was just, yeah. It had to be. He, he if he was going to take this job, you and your staff were going to have to come with him. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, rightfully so. I'm I'm blessed to have a great relationship with Coach Fick. Um, but you know, I say it all the time. That's why I'm I'm jacked to do this. As you see, we're all sitting here and we're having fun. Like this is how we are all the time. And uh, you know, I do all these podcasts and it is fun. And a lot of times, you know, people want to talk to me and I get that. But you know, I I can't do what I do without these guys and. They all make me better. They challenge me, um, you know. So it's awesome to have them here. And yeah, when it when all this was going down, there was never a doubt. Yeah, when when they suggested that we have all you guys in here, I jumped at it because you know we there's it's not a one person team. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a one person uh, thing putting together that weight room, which is essentially that and like the the transfer portal has been the story of this off season. It is what's happening in the in, in that room. Um, so you, I host another show. It's called Kenny and Heilprin, Ben Kenny. Um, he, uh, you and him have gone back and forth talking about the iron F2 thing. Yes. Uh, do you want to let me in on, on the exact what it is? Uh, I can't do that at this okay. moment. All right. Well, I, I told him I would try. So, uh, there it How is. How about if he ever introduces himself to me, then, then I'll, I'll get, I'll let him in. Well, he that. tried to come down here. I said, no, no, we're, we're no, we can't do that today. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. He, uh, <laughs> he's going to, he's, he's definitely going to, but it, it, is it a big something or is it going to be like. It's something that's very special to, you know, who we are as a team. Um, you know, it like I said, it's iron sharpens iron, but there's a much deeper meaning to it. Okay, because he had somebody, he had a, like a, a chemistry student in his DMs telling him what it was and what it wasn't and like, yeah, it was, that was, it's, it's that gotten was crazy. hilarious. Yeah, I think, but then I had Austin, you know, double check that tweet and he had, the guy was actually wrong. Inaccurate, so. Austin. Yeah, I, think we, uh, I, I came to that conclusion. I, I definitely concluded that. Definitely wrong. The person's wrong. Uh, the other one, the other thing, because social media obviously has been a big, big part of this as well. How do you determine qualifications for dudes of the week? 
you can't tell them that. Yeah, you can. I mean, All and right. that no, that is good because again, I saw. <laughs> I saw how there was someone out there that was charting who the yes. dudes of the week were, and you know, and the speeds, and, and the speeds, speeds yep. and you know, like like we do, they're charting the guy's performance. So are they? And uh, dude, no, welcome, that's welcome great. to Wisconsin football. Exactly. Right? I tell you what, it's it's awesome because you know th- that's why we engage in social media so much. It's why you know Jo's background of graphics and doing all that stuff. There's a lot of things he does. Austin's fiance is Kelsey Sharkier, director of I mean media, and she is the best. Like. And that is so important nowadays in this world of college at athletics as a whole, but especially football. I mean, your content's getting pumped out. It's good for recruiting. And the kids love seeing it. You know, they want to see how hard they're working. They want to, you know, have cool videos and all that stuff. But, um, you know, when it comes to dudes of the week, you know, it's not just, oh, this guy, you know, he hit 275 five times this week. He's a dude of the week. Like, no. Like, it's so much more. It's who's provided unbelievable energy, um, enthusiasm, leadership throughout the entire group. You know, their, their presence is felt not just from whoever they're coaching with that day, but by all coaches. And, uh, you know, we all sit around and we, you know, nominate guys. You know, hey, Coach Jao, who do you got? Coach Felina, who do you, who do you got? Coach Austin, who do you got? Coach Tripp. And, you know, sometimes we try to make it like, you know, an O-lineman, a D-lineman, like, you know, kind of like that. And then sometimes it's, you know, we, we, we're going to pound the table for all the guys because, you know, that's how much, you know, we think they deserve. You guys have started – you'd like to start workouts with competitions, right? Is it – how do you come up with the competitions? You like to keep it fresh, right? Is there, is there a conversations of how to – okay, Danny, what do you <laughs> – I mean, we, we – we, uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Brady's like, tomorrow you guys start – we'll see on the lift card, you know, uh, competitive spirit opener. We'll always, you know, we'll always talk about, you know, what would be fun, what the kids would enjoy, and, and you know, what drives a little competition between, you know, whatever it is, offense, defense, you know, quarterbacks, DBs, you know, all that stuff. So, obviously, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, Coach Brady will go off the cuff and be like, no, nah, I don't like to do that. Gonna, <laughs> five minutes, four to lift. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this. I like this better. I was thinking about it last night. Okay. So, um, most of the time we talk about sometimes he likes to change it up on us. But So, I mean, for you, though, is it – are you just laying there in bed and like, hmm, I want to do this or I want to do that? <laughs> uh, I, I would say, yeah. Um, no, it's uh, – I don't know. It's just I've always been really creative um, with whatever it is I was doing. And, you know, and um, so when it comes to challenges, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's different, that's unique. You know, I can do things that I've done in the past, and I know that's cool, but it's also like I'm also trying to challenge myself and think of something different. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, yeah, you might have an idea, and then, like, something just hits me, and I'm like, you know what? No, we're going to do this. Like, I mean, literally one day – I told an intern like 10 minutes before the group, I said, hey, go get me a, a tabletop, like a tall, like that circle one right there. He's like, all right, and he brought it in. And I had a deck of cards, and I pulled it out, and we played blackjack as the opener. Like, <laughs> there was, you know, I mean, it was fun. Um, one day we played shuffleboard. We made a little shuffleboard in the weight room with um, two-and-a-half-pound weights, some athletic tape, and uh, a wood baseball bat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that's that's the whole point. You're just trying to keep the kids on their toes. You know, if you call up, um, you know, two guys for a competition or multiple, yeah, they're probably going to think it's physical, and it can be. Um, but I love doing some mental and just some weird ones, too, that get the guys going. Where did the tire thing come from? The tire thing? The, the, the tire, like the tire fights. Oh, the, the, not, like what, mat drills? What do you even call it? What do you, yeah, the mat drills, yeah. but like with the tires. Yeah. Like how did you just think about a tire, throwing a tire in there? 
Uh, you know, is it I just mean, easy to grab onto type yeah, of thing? Okay. You know, I mean, it's dirty. You know, it's an old <laughs> used tire. Could be from a you know '65 Chevy or something. Who knows? Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 rubber, so it's you know technically safe. Um, it can bounce if it flies out of your hand and hits someone. It's not going to hurt you because it's not you know a full tire. Um, but it's just uh, it's something that's got a little give with it as well, and um, you know it's a great competitive aspect that we use. Did you have anybody lose a tire and hit, fly off and hit somebody at any point here? Not here or otherwise. I mean, there's always subject to certain <laughs> things. We all kind of black out during match rules, so it's like I'm sure it's happened, but I can't recall one isolated incident. <laughs> the the match rules, I think, have obviously social media wise has, has certainly been a draw um, when. We talked to Luke this week. He was at, he was talking about the quarterbacks and how you just throw the quarterbacks in the match rolls as well. Has that always been something you, that that uh, you guys have done? Absolutely. I mean, even with those like because he's like, yeah. I mean, it, I don't really care if an offensive lineman gets his hand ripped up, but well, uh, there is one exercise that we're not allowed to do with quarterbacks. I won't delve that information. Come on we're, now, we're trying to save their hands, you know, for certain things. But um, no, I mean, when when you think about that position, I mean that is. All eyes are on that position at all times, no matter what level, high school, college, NFL, no doubt. So, you know, we we have always taken pride in the way that we do things that, you know, the quarterback has to be the hardest worker in the room. And I think we've been very blessed that, uh, you know, we we brought some really good ones in here. And, you know, that that one that I know everybody knows who I'm talking about, he came in and he is, he's he's unbelievable competitor, he's a great leader. And, you know, then you start seeing them do the material stuff and you're like, holy cow, yeah, we got something here, you know, because we know the football stuff takes care of itself. But, you know, doing those those daily grinds and, you know, pushing your mind and your body to your limits while also leading others, everybody on the team sees that. And now you're you're at the position, the quarterbacks, like they, they're going to want to play harder for you. So, um, but, yeah, quarterbacks, they, they do everything, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah, have you been in a place where a quarterback – such as the guy he's talking about, which is Tanner Mordecai. Sorry, I mean, didn't, didn't want to throw it out there. But it, a guy who has done as much as he has in his career, 72 touchdowns, all the accolades he had at SMU coming in here, and a lot of people think he's quarterback one. He can just walk in and do whatever he wants, maybe be entitled. And it feels like, or it seems like, that has not been the case whatsoever. Have you, have you been around a, a situation like that before? Um, we've been around um, a few competitors, but that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see somebody – come in and compete because that's what we look for, who's going to be our team leader. And in the weight room, we want to see who's the competitors. All right, So the people that are the competitors are usually the people that are going to be on the field making plays. So we, we, we track all that stuff. We know exactly how many wins everybody has, even down our quarterback. So we can see, like, all right, this quarterback's the most competitive quarterback right here. Or this, this, in this position, this person winning all these competitions. He's the one stepping up for these competitions. So we know what type of, we call it a competitive spirit. We know what type of competitive spirit they have. So that's what we look for in a lot. And um, that's what you want in your team leader. So It feels like he's a guy that is more of a, at least from talking to the guys, he's more of a show you type of thing instead of, instead of tell you. Would you agree with that about, about Tanner? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, uh, it was a, a little bit both, a little bit both. Yeah, I mean, he leads vocally, but he, he you know, you, going back to kind of like the natural stuff, like you know, you're asking if they're if the quarterbacks are involved, like he he wants to be involved. We're not pushing him to be involved, right? You know what I mean? And like Coach Brady said, all his teammates see him compete and and want to be and want to compete and want to be first in line and do those little things that a leader should be doing. You, uh, Jeremiah, you talked about how there you can chart 
who's competitive and like that type of stuff. Is there a competitive for any of you guys, Austin? If is there a competitive, more competitive group than in others? Is there like two sides that get after each other a little bit more so than than other positions? Have you found is it like offensive defensive line or I I don't know if you're going offensive defensive line competing against each other, but are, are there certain groups that get a little bit more into it? I mean. I've been a part of teams where that's really been the case where some have stuck out more than others, but I think as a whole here, like we have a very, very, very competitive football team. And it doesn't matter whether we're playing blackjack or we're doing, you know, aerodyne bike races or rock, paper, scissors or anything like that. Like they're always ready to compete. And I mean, that's a, that's, you can't ask for anything better than that. And I think that, you know, you start running into problems when there's guys that, you're having to push to compete rather than you you're literally trying to hold them back because they want to compete so bad and uh, i can't really pick out any in particular unit that is more competitive than the others but also like we're about to see what they signed up for like we're about to get into spring ball and really see who can play ball right you know we've seen who can train hard we can see who does the right things we can see who win, who can win in training but now when you know you strap up and the ball goes down now it's like, let's see what we got. Yeah. Let's see where we're going, and it's exciting. Well, and that's what that's what uh, Luke has said. You know, leading into this, you know, it's the last two months have been about getting a new position for now. What you're going to do over the next month, and I think everyone's really excited to to see what it's going to look like actually on the field. And I'm sure you guys more so than probably anybody else because you've been watching this for the last two months and want to be actually be able to get to see these guys. Um, Luke has talked about how a big focus this off season has been about finishing because of the lack of fourth quarter success for Wisconsin the last few years. Um, how did that manifest itself in the, uh, the weight room and in the on-field competitions? How did you guys work towards, I don't want to say fix it, but make, make it so it's not that way this fall? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, all of that is a part of your daily investment into what you're doing. Um, you know, knowing that there's a reason for everything that we do. Everything is intentional. And, you know, in the weight room, absolutely, there's there's going to be finishers, like whether it's inside, whether it's out on the turf, um, whether it's a mental fit, a mental challenge, whether it's a physical, whether it's both. I mean, and, uh, you know, so coach always is doing, you know, his research. And, you know, we did it at our previous stops always, you know, see what our score was against our opponents in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. And well, ultimately what happened, you know, at our previous place when we when we won a lot we were wearing teams out and we owned the, the second half, especially the fourth quarter. So when you do, you know, coach did his research here last year, one and four in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a difference of five games. That's, that's 11 wins. That's a big difference. So, you know, getting those kids to understand that when the, when that adversity in that moment comes during those games, and it's not just going to be in the fourth quarter, it's going to be in the first quarter. It's going to be the opening kickoff. Um, you know, if you're trained the right way, if you revert back to the ways and the things that you've been through, not not individually, but as a team, when stuff happens, you can look to your guy to your left and your right and say, guys, this ain't this ain't nothing. Like we've been through worse. Like we got this. And you feed off that. You know, we we feed off of demeanor. You know, if there's bad bad body language, like attack it. You know, like you're gonna see weakness somewhere on the field. Like if you see it, attack it. And uh so, you know, we come up with some creative things and um it has been a huge, huge emphasis and you know, from from the way that we come in the building from the way we dress from the way we train the way we take care of our bodies the way we eat to the way we practice um there's also an, an aspect of a change in offense or assumed change in offense we haven't actually seen a practice as we're talking here yet but um an increase in the number of plays that are going to be happening 
Uh, I think uh, North Carolina was top 15 in the country last year. Cincinnati and Wisconsin were in the 90s. Um, did you have to change your program, Danny, or anybody else, to, to fit uh, that up-tempo style? Did you have to change how you trained these last few months? No, I think uh, I think the way we train in general is made for up-tempo. Like, it's, it simulates a game. Like, you're going to work hard for a certain amount of duration. I mean, maybe four to six reps, maybe a couple more. Then you're going to rest. Then you're going to do it again. Then you're going to rest. Then you're going to do it again. Then you're going to, you know, superset it. You're going to do this. You're going to sprint fast and rest. And then you're going to sprint again, you know. Everything that, like I said, has an intention, it has a purpose. And, you know, that's kind of what I've always prided ourselves on. And, and Coach Fick understands that, and that's why, you know, he he gives us so much responsibility because he, he himself knows how valuable the weight room is. Like, there's a time to just lift heavy and get big and get strong and then st- slowly start incorporating speed and change of direction, and uh, then football comes. So it's like, you know, it's a nice laid-out plan, but um, – you know, it is. It, it doesn't change really anything the way we do. It's just it, it makes the kids probably understand how, how valuable it is because when they get out on the field, it simulates how we train. So, Danny, could you tell that it was a significant change, though? I mean, we were talking to Tanner Bordellini the other day, and, you know, they used to milk every single second of the play clock, and it's not going to be that way. It's going to be like a two-minute drill every single, every single time. Could you tell that it was a little bit of a change for the guys that, that, that are here? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and, and the way we train um, would be a change for anybody. You know, we, yeah. we, we're high-octane, high-energy, high-intensity training. And, you know, it would be a little bit of a culture shock for anybody to, you know, to, to, to start training the way that we train. Um, but, you know, the, the kids were extremely receptive to the way that we trained. And, you know, started eating it up, and they loved it and had a really good time with it, which made our jobs, you know, this winter super easy and fun. Not easy, but, you know, it made it, it, made it really enjoyable to be in here every day and, and, you know, work with these kids. Could you tell that you guys had brought, what you guys brought in here kind of not livened up the place a little bit, but kind of livened it up a little bit? I mean, we, were talk, we talked to several guys during this offseason, whether it was Daryl Peterson or Skylar Bell or Tim Ray DK, and um, just – you used to have a card, you'd come in, you'd do your workout, and then you'd leave. And it's not that way anymore. Could you tell that there was some more excitement within uh, the program, you think? Anybody? Dustin? Absolutely. <laughs> but, yes, Trip is back in. He had to take a little hiatus. We're, we got a new printer. You know, we needed a new printer, so he was making nice sure that's back. Printer. But now he's back. <laughs> so maybe we could circle back and find his connection to Wisconsin, too. Yes. Yeah, well, I th- I don't have a great one for him. He that's was, okay. But, but, but I, did, I did hear that you and – Danny here have a nice, some nice conversations about college football. We argue about it every day. Okay. <laughs> football career. a lot every day. Okay. We argue about something every day. Me and Felina go back and forth, but that's what makes it great. I mean, spend so much time together. I mean, 60, 70, 80, 100 hours a week. You're going you're gonna to get close with everybody, and <laughs> that's the best opportunity to, uh, to, to bicker and fight over dumb stuff just because you can and, you know. He makes fun of me. I make fun of him. It's no skid off our back, so we keep rolling on. It's great. It's what makes work fun. Um, but can you could you tell that there was a, a change um, when he walked in here? Uh, I think the kids were just excited to be a part. I mean, Coach Fix got so much, you know, gas, and he's so awesome to be around all the time. And I think, you know, that trickles down to us and just to be excited around the kids. And, you know, um, again, they spent so much time here, too, that if it feels like work all the time, they're not going to have fun. So we want to, as much as our training is intense, 
we also try to make sure they, they enjoy and look forward to coming in with us every day. And, you know, I, I don't know what it was like before, but I know right now the kids love being around us and we love being around them, and that's something special. And we're going to keep rolling with that right into summer. All I, could, all I can say is, you know, I've been here for a decade covering it and been here for my entire life living it. And the excitement around the program is just at a different level than it's ever been. So, and I think you guys have had a lot to do with that. Um, and the social media has a lot to do with that and, and the recruiting and all that stuff. I wanted to ask about, do you guys have roles during recruiting? Do you guys have any, do you, do you play a part when, when they're here on campus visiting? Um, or is it, uh, and can you tell based on when they're here, whether they're going to be an ex, uh, a fit or not within the program? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the coaches, obviously, that's that's the number one thing they're doing. You know, I mean, and that's a common misconception out there is everybody just thinks, oh, we've got to get this four-star, this five-star. Like, look, there's been a lot of great players that were no stars, one-star, two-star, three-star. Like, whoever labels you and, and, you know, gives you a rating, that's awesome. But the coaches do a great job of finding the right ones. And uh, so anybody that's coming through this door, they're, they're going to be meant to be here. And uh, we do have an aspect in it. You know, when they do come on a visit, you know, we'll give them a little, um, a little taste of, uh, you know, what to expect from us. You know, not, not by training them, but, you know, give a presentation, talk with the families, and do exactly what we do with the kids right now is, you know, start to develop a relationship with them. Let them know who we are, um, that we're going to take care of them, that we're going to train them hard. We're, we won't lie to them. I tell them straight up, if you don't want to work hard, mm, probably shouldn't come here. And, uh, but then I also tell them just how valuable my staff is, how, how much we're going to do, not just for your son or your grandson as a football player, but as a man, you know, that's, that's kind of what, you know, we pride this entire program on from the top down is we are developing you to be the best football player you can be, but also equipping you with those skills that are going to take you when football's done, because it will be done at some time to be a great husband, father, businessman, CEO, uh, teacher whatever it is that your degree is going to be because let's face it these kids here they go to school <laughs> and uh you know but uh yeah we do we have a little a little part in it but thank god we don't have to go on the road or do any of that stuff <laughs> those 60 70 hour weeks turn into a lot a lot longer you would think probably yeah. huh? um you, you talk about the things that you tell the kids what separates you though from as a staff separates you from say what's going on at minnesota or what's going on at Iowa, or what's going on anywhere else uh, in the Big Ten? Uh, it's these guys right here. Um, it, you know, everybody, and again, if I'm the head strength coach in, at, you know, Oklahoma right now, I'm saying the same thing, like, my staff's the best. That's great. I know mine is. That's why they're here. Like, this program deserves the best. That's why we're here. That's why Coach Fix here. And, you know, you can have someone that, you know, played, uh, you know, at – Wisconsin for 10 years and played in the NFL for 10. And then he also wants to be a strength coach. Like, and if he's really good at developing relationships and, you know, training and all that stuff, then cool. But if he doesn't have what we have, then, you know, that's, that's what I pride ourselves on is the relationship aspect that we have, that we have with the coaches, with the kids, like, you know, everybody's got their own group of guys that they train. And then there's days where everybody moves around. There's days where, I mean, uh, today we had like, you know, some guys started here, then they switch coach. Like, Again, it's just – it's all about relationships. So, again, anybody can say anything, but you're looking at the best right here. Have you sensed, because this has been a program where it's relied on the guys that are from here and then they come back and coach here and that type of stuff, have you sensed that there's been any pushback or have been, has everybody just wrapped their arms around it and been like, welcome in, we're ready to go, we're ready to try something new? 
Oh yeah, no, and I and I didn't mean anything by that. I was just kind of like saying. No, I understand what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, trying to bring up some like random thing here, but uh, no, I think you know this this place they love this program, you know, and they they want to see it succeed. And I've had many people, you know, um, tell me, you know, to my face, like, oh man, I had you know one of my friends that I played with on this staff, and you know now he's not there, but you know I'm just so happy for you guys and what you're doing and all that stuff. Like, again, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. We've all heard that from Coach Vic. And, uh, you know, again, why we're all here is, is, yes, we're good at our job, but it's the relationship sides. It's getting the kids to trust not only in what we're doing, but us and knowing that we have their back and we have their best interests and we have the resumes to, to back that up. All right, final one. Who is the best college player here? Who was the best college football player here? Man, the most athletic guy is well, definitely Coach Foligno. He's not even close. Most athletic? Coach Foligno is the Coach, what's your yeah, best sport, Danny? You guys are pumping me up. What's your best sport? All of. Wait them. a second. All You're leading them. me out of the most athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that no, no, on no, no, record no, no. right okay, here. Okay. It's on a. Okay. You're, you're, you're probably. Your you're probably the most in shape out of all of us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> athletic though. Okay, yeah, you got me in. You got me in basketball. We'll say that. Jeremy, what do you got? You can throw a ball. Uh, <laughs> if you gave him a baseball, he'd probably throw a baseball. Coach Brady could play some baseball too. I could play golf. I could play football. I could play it all now. So, but football player? Well, we got the leading sack all right time. Here, was all it twenty five? Was it twenty five? Twenty five. There it is. We got That's a, a big time uh, rushing guy over here. How many, How many yards? Two thousand. What? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he always tries to pass. Jl two k over here. Thirteen hundred, maybe. Nice, Danny. I mean, I was a special teams run at Michigan State, but yeah, I mean, awesome. I believe you had what was it nine nine tackles in your career? Not a lot. Okay, all right. All right. But you did have a lot of scholars. Yes, you had a lot of scholar honors. Very honors. a lot of honors. Not, not the football guy. You, all, you can always tell yourself. You can always tell everybody you're all conference as a senior. Don't have to put. You don't have to put the academic part in front. Yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> brag about scholar stuff like I can brag about that stuff but I can't it's not that important <laughs> no, nobody else it feels it, like nobody else at this table including myself can so I think it's probably it's probably something you should see this is a loaded question if you were to ask all of us individually we'd say me yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's a part of our culture as a strength staff too like you know not, we're all competitive none of us are going to admit that we're you know in terms of athletes you know messing around or, or yeah worse than the other I am not the oh, spike no. ball champion. No, I'd say Trip and I, Trip and I would you know, run the roost in terms of spike ball. Is it? Doug and Yeah, I, yeah. Are there competitions between you, you five as well? Like, I mean, obviously, it's competitions to start things, but are there things outside of work where there's competitions? I'll just say when we train, probably a competition there. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk trash to each other. Okay. Yeah, while we're while we're training ourselves, we'll we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but that obviously makes us better as well. So. <laughs> And then when we do our Friday challenges and uh, the season, Coach Brady gets after us. <laughs> what are those about? Well, we'll pick about <laughs> five different exercises on the field, and um, we'll roll through that and for a time, and we try to beat our time every week. And usually has to do it like a stadium up and down, and then sometimes we'll do push a sled or we'll – Heavy carry, carry, push a sled – you know gassers yeah yeah, yeah. Floor, press. <laughs> floor press and this is you guys doing this with the players do oh we do we do it every friday friday okay 
And that is, has that been something you guys have always done, or is it something new? Or is yeah. It... I mean, Danny, do you remember how it started? Yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we used to run the stadium, the whole stadium at uh, Cincinnati uh, every Friday, uh, rain or shine. We ran it every Friday. And w- Danny and I aren't the best runners. There's okay. a certain somebody in here that is a very, that run very runs. gifted runner. You mean, I mean, I've never seen someone not just run that fast upstairs, but be able to sprint downstairs. That's, that, that's the recovery period, isn't it? it is, it's yeah. supposed second to, be- to none. Get it over. <laughs> I mean, done the steps. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been great. Really appreciate it. Welcome to Madison, and uh, looking forward to seeing the the work that you guys have done this off season uh, on the field in spring. Awesome, glad to be here. Thank you, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate awesome. you having us. All right, huge thanks to those guys taking time out of their schedule to sit down with me. Seems like a really fun group. It seems like one the players have certainly responded to. I really enjoyed it. As I said before the interview, a little hesitant walking into it. Wasn't exactly sure how it was going to play out with with five guys, but uh, I thought it uh, went really well. And those guys, uh, I think, uh, have Wisconsin in a really, really good spot in the weight room. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. Again, back tomorrow, breaking down practice number two and hearing from offensive line coach Jack McNell and some of his guys. Until then... You've been listening to The Camp.